This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, faithful, faithful. Welcome to this thing on Tuesdays that makes me hate literally everybody and everything on the planet. We we talk sometimes about this thing that some people call wrestling, but I won't. I won't do that. I don't know. I'm not really sure even what we do here. I'm not even sure who I am. That's I, I feel like I've been taking crazy pills literally for the last hour. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Welcome to the NXT Sour Graps post show for October 11th. Thank you so much for joining us. Get in those super chats. Get in those humper chats. Keep me posted on the score of the Yankee game. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind and subscribe to Fightful Select because it would just mean a lot to us if in the final hours of Alex's life you would support us with subscriptions over there. And on the off chance that Alex survives, you will also get Alex not as sour as tonight, probably, but who knows. Um, Every Monday and Friday, I join in oftentimes also on fightful select you can get a double dose triple dose really of your sour and you'll also get paywall pay-per-view post shows with me and alex as well and of course all the latest and greatest breaking news in professional wrestling so much information on various returns obviously bray wyatt being the biggest one that we've seen uh alex Normally when we close the show, you go, everything sucks. And we're like, ha bye. Thanks for joining us. I feel it's imperative to say it at the top of the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Except that for the opener, sucks. which was a banger. And I was like, all right, we're off to a good start. The feud has kind of made sense. There were stakes. And then just, I mean, downhill well, that is. Was, that was, that's the funny thing is you forgot that wasn't even the opener. The opener was a nothing match between Braun Breaker and Javier Bernal. But again, there's literally so many things that are so forgettable on this episode of wrestling television that honestly, if I wasn't going to look at the rundown that Luis provides us, I would forget 90% of the show. Okay, now imagine that's happening while your Bucks are in the playoffs, because that's where I was at tonight. (laughs) October baseball, baby! I thought for sure we were going to be headed to the top of the ninth with the Yankees with a two to one lead as we were going live on this broadcast. So I will take my Yankees in the bottom of the eighth with a four one lead. But um, appreciate Scott George in the chat keeping us posted. Um, you know this was this was a very bad episode, and I think. I said to you before the show went on, I I just wish that they hadn't changed the logo. Don't give me false hope if you're just going to keep delivering me the same rainbow-colored nonsensical crap that you're always going to be delivering. Don't give me a new logo. Don't give me a new logo with hints of the black and gold brand that I fell so in love with. Don't give me 
all this false hope that maybe Triple H is straightening things out because there's been promotions and maybe he got his footing with the main roster a little more. I don't want the false hope. If this was just another episode of the Rainbow Colored Bullshit, I would have been like, story tracks. I'm used to this. But yet, yet, you pulled me, you pulled me in the other direction for a minute. This was terrible. This was terrible and did so many... The problem is a lot of it felt inconsequential. The tag triple threat had stakes, but I didn't like any of the three teams in them. And then the other things I remember on the show, I remember for being not very good. So Mm -hmm. the Sonya stuff we'll get to, but to me, that was just like an egregious creative lapse that hurt my feelings because I love Sonya. I thought her feud with Mandy was one of the few things that worked in the pandemic era of wrestling. I felt like it did it, such a it great... Was, it, was, it may have been the best thing during the performance center era of bef- before they even brought out the, the, um, bef- the time between when the pandemic started and when the Thunderdome happened. The best thing in wrestling at that time on, on WWE was, to me, Sonya Deville. And, and her feud with Mandy Rose. And and I felt like it did such a good job of placing her as a top heel. Like, I felt like it, it did what it was, was supposed to was do so, in establishing it. so good. She was so good. So good. But we're going to get there. So send in your super chats and your humper <sighs> chats about that. Alex and I felt like we were the only people alive that agreed with each other, including within our own Fightful family. But I think there were some rose-colored glasses people were looking at things through, Alex. And I'm not here for it. And I know you're not. But no, we'll talk. You're, you're right. We did, we'll we, we did kick off with this completely inconsequential quote-unquote match. Because Javier Bernal last, last week was dumb enough to be like, Hey, Braun Breaker, um, I've only had one match on NXT proper. Everything else has been on level up. That one match was against a guy who wasn't even signed at the time. He was just a security guard who they let fight because it was like, I don't know, like one of the, like whenever, like make a wish day for, for security guards. And he beat me. That's what it was. It was make a wish day for security guards. It's really Hank- sweet. Hank got a match versus me, an actual signed wrestler, and beat me clean in the middle of the ring. But I think I'm good enough to take you on, Braun Breaker. And guess what happened? Braun, Braun Breaker beat Javier Bernal. Who, who, who could have seen that coming? By the way, Booker T on commentary in NXT is every bit as bad as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not good. It is, it is atrocious. He, he works sometimes on the main roster because, like, he's, like, wrestled against some of those people like he can actually have he actually i remember him having insights on like randy orton and something back back when he was like um uh when he was doing commentary for raw it was still not great but at least he had like insights with that era of people now it's like i've never seen this guy i think he's great or actually i don't because i just saw something else i mean like, I don't know, like, do some research before your first day on the job. Did they send you any film to watch, Booker? I think he was well-suited for his pre-show position that he previously held. We, we, we didn't get a shucky-ducky-quack-quack moment of the night tonight, and I'm, I feel like we're owed. Yeah, I don't, I feel like if it happened, I would have been mad that it happened, but now that it didn't happen, I find it egregious that it didn't happen, so... 
And admittedly, it's the one, handcuffed. It, is the, it was going to be terrible, but it was the one thing I was looking forward to. I know. Yeah. But yeah, the commentary changes have not been good from what we saw yesterday with Kevin O'Irish and uh, Graves. And tonight was bad. And Wade Barrett and Colt was fine on Friday, but I didn't feel like a huge step up. So I don't know. The commentary changes no, haven't been no, working No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing Booker T impressions. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to get kicked off the airwaves. No, not we already it. were towing the line with with Rey Mysterio, but because we, it was yeah, so the, accurate and Hispanic people were requesting it, I felt like it was okay. <laughs> not doing any Booker T's. Just like just like how you, nobody knows this, but I do an impeccable R truth. It will never be done on the air because I will be kicked off the air and. Immediately. That is my, me doing our truth is vocal blackface, and I'm never going to do it. You can't make me do it. I know it's wrong, and so I'll never, ever, ever do it. <sighs> JB Pringle says uh, this week has felt like a month, and it's only Tuesday. The two hours of NXT3, whatever, felt like watching all Lord of the Ring movies back to back, but bad. JW Pringle also says, Alex, the one and only, Kate, the best kayfabe sister I never had, Papa Paul Elizabeth, the best of the best of us, ladies of cease and desist, Council of Marks, I salute you. My middle name is now Rainbow Colored BS. That's quite a name, but fitting. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 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 Because yes. I'm terrible at the introduction, I also forgot to mention that we are on Twitch. Also, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Yes. You can send in your bits there. And for those of you who don't know, if your interface changed, there's a little medallion where you send in your mm -hmm. super chats now, not a little dollar sign. I keep forgetting to mention that, too. So the interface change super chats are still um, set up as they are our lifeblood. So please yep. send them our way, but... Um, yeah, a lot of people didn't like my thoughts on Sony. A lot of people didn't like my thoughts on Blink-182. They suck. We can talk about that, too, if you want. I mean, listen, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not good, but I like them. I like Blink-182. It, it brings back memories of, of a simpler time. The, 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 the year that I was 20 was a fantastic year. And so there was a lot of Blink One 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 Eighty Two going going around at the time. I I if I hear certain uh, certain songs of Blink One and Two, I'll get a smile on my face. It doesn't mean I think it's good music. It's just I have I have a little nostalgia a nostalgia hit. Alex, I didn't say they were good. Oh boy, I don't know how I can. Lose respect for you and continue the show at the same time. Don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. Miss you, miss you. The only part of that song that you should be singing is the I'm so sorry part. Because you should be sorry for singing that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This. It's this. It's like this kind of stuff. It's because they took punk. They took a whole genre that was rooted in rebellion against the queen and that was cool and was gritty and they cleaned it up. 
And they put it in the center of the radio dial. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Hot punk is trash. Get it no, out of here. No, no one is arguing this. TNA for life. Green Day is better than Big yeah. 22. Like, better. Especially sure. early Green Day. Early Green Day was yeah. really good. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> okay. Um, well, weird. Um, Avalana says tipping towards uh, Alex's therapy fund. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank I appreciate you. it. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need it. Oasis, sure. Oasis is better. What? I'm I'm sorry. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. <laughs> Blink one eight two is not good. It just gives me nostalgia vibes, and sometimes that's fun. Oh, this is gonna be good for the jukebox. You're gonna have. You're gonna do have to do this. It's gonna be great. Um. So, uh, uh, as long as my Yankees <laughs> win and you guys keep paying me, I don't give it. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> RH says, Remember that when there was that notion that Sour Graps was possibly getting rebranded as Sweet Graps NXT, remembered and couldn't abide that rebranding? I do appreciate yeah, the job security, yeah, it's nice, it's really no, it's Hunter, Hunter's, Hunter's there for us, he knows. He knows if he makes it, he makes it, he makes a good product that we're going to be out of a job. It's sweet um, of him. There, there's uh, the, my, my, I mean, everyone loves Muppets Christmas Carol, and I totally get it. My favorite adaptation of Christmas Carol is the Disney one because it has Scrooge McDuck. And when the two gentlemen <laughs> come calling to, 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 to ask for donations to the poor, he says, if, if I would give money to the poor, then nobody would need you to, 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 to ask for money anymore. If I were to give money to the poor, then you would be out of a job. Oh, please, gentlemen, don't ask me to put you out of a job. Not on Christmas Eve. And that's what that's what uh, that's what uh, Triple H is doing. He's not. He's it's it's so nice. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. That Hunter. Yep. Uh, right. Right. When Solomon says uh, Kate has has the worst music takes. From someone who. I know Ryan. He's my Wednesday night co-host, and admittedly is not a music guy. So if by bad takes mm-hmm. you mean somewhat educated, then yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Julie Cutler uh, saying, "Alex and Kate share your fave Nickelback song in honor of um, tonight's NXT." I don't know why it's why it's tonight's NXT and, and, and Nickelback. My favorite Nickelback song is whatever one they did that sounds closest to Soundgarden, who they were trying to rip off. Yeah. No, Nickelback. Nickelback's not Soundgarden. Are they? They're Creed. Nickelback is like not religious Creed. Who do you think all those bands were trying to be, though? Oh, no, no, no. If they were trying to be Soundgarden, they all failed the worst of anybody who has ever failed anything. Exactly. Okay. Right. Photograph, I'll say, as much as that's the one that gets made fun of the most, is probably their best song. I like DJ Cummerbund's uh, remix, which is um, uh, 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 Look at this Pants, graph. feet, feet, pants, pants, feet. It's a really good, it's a really good remix. Look it up on, on TikTok. It's great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What are we even doing? Um, we're putting we, off talking about the show. Putting off talking about the show. Uh, we got actually got we got something in here about about Javier Bernal. Tom Lavalley says every time I hear Javier Bernal, I visualize Gail Garcia Bernal. It makes it easier having never watched Javier. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. By the way, 
says Luis. Everyone should watch Werewolf by Night with Gail Garcia Bernal. The best thing Marvel has done in years. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be the I'll, I'll be the judge of that. But I don't I know who she is. Is she a babe? It's uh, it's a it's a guy. Oh, Gail is a dude. G A E L, which I believe is how you pronounce it. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. I'm very Marvel, DC, and most of pop culture. Just not even Canada likes Nickelback. Says James. <laughs> Um, hey, so anyway, Braun Breaker won, but then JD McDonough, who was on uh on commentary, and immediately uh Booker's like, I've never met this guy, I like him. And it's just like you can't do that with everybody, Booker. Like, you can't like <laughs> just such a weird thing. Um, oh my god, seriously? Uh yeah, no, Gareth, Gareth's here. No, that's good. No, okay. We're literally talking about pop punk, dude. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the hell that you're even like, why? Whatever. Because okay. he's a pathetic, broken excuse yeah, for a person. True. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. So uh, McDonut gets in the ring to intimidate Braun Breaker, I guess. And they come nose to nose. And then Dragonov's music hits. He gets in the ring and there's a brawl. And he goes to do the torpedo Moscow uh, to uh, McDonut. The McDonut dodges it, and he hits um, Breaker in the face. And um, then uh, later, there's a segment where Ilya is trying to just walk out of the parking lot. He's trying to leave, and um, he gets interviewed. Hey, did you mean to do that to Breaker, or did you want to do that to McDonut? And um, and they, uh, yeah, they, they don't, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Gael, excuse me, Gael, not Gail, but Gael. Thank you, Tom Valley. Speaking of name um, pronunciations, McDonough trying to pronounce his name was hysterical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, he's like, uh, well, yeah, you know what? Um, inside the, 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 the four-sided squared ring circle, it is a battlefield. And everything is a fair game inside the battlefields. There are no rules of war. Uh, and then um, uh, 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 Drayson Waller shows up. He's wearing oversized sunglasses. He's wearing the exact same outfit that he was wearing earlier today when he posted a picture of it. And the, the pictures looked like he was winning the pooing it. It looked like he was winning the the winning the pool of it. <laughs> the Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. So there you go. Good for you. Um, now we're done. Me. Thank you. We're, we're done talking about that. Okay. So. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, we're done yeah. talking about the Yankees tonight. You're tonight. adorable. Tonight. It's over. The, the, the games are over. And then like, what is, what is, seriously, you have so much problems. So many problems. <laughs> Just so many problems with people. Anyway, um, so uh, he looked like he was nude from the waist down because it was the, the 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 tone of the pants he was wearing was almost identical to the tone of his skin underneath the see-through shirt. And I and he was like, "I look great." And I was like, "Yeah, but why aren't you wearing pants?" Is what I quote tweeted his tweet, and he blocked me. Over, over asking why he wasn't wearing pants. Because it did look like he wasn't wearing pants. I wasn't like, you know, 
and uh, and then he, he blocks it. Was it was also silly. I think yes. he might have taken it a little personally because yeah. it was purely silly. Um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we he like isn't your whole thing that like you're like social media guy. Is yeah. it is it is like the whole thing that you because if you're if I think social media guy, I think guy who uh if you have a problem with somebody who's quote tweeting your stuff, you uh you quote tweet fire dunk back. on that person, you yes. fire back, you you do something, you you sick all your followers on them or something. Just blocking me for saying that it looked like you were nude from the waist down seems kind of thin skinned, at least for for the current um uh uh current gimmick you're having work so yeah there you go um um anyway so uh Ilya like was about to leave but Waller was insulting him so I I can go back in there let's have a match and Waller is very upset that he got into having to have a match with Ilya Dragunov I don't know why he is because uh they booked him to like um last a really long time I mean I was thinking oh he's he's upset because he's blind that's why he's wearing the glasses. He's wearing these big, thick glasses, uh, these big, thick, uh, dark glasses. And um, oh, so he's he's hurt. He shouldn't have to have a match. And so that's how they'll protect him when Ilya Dragunov beats him in 45 seconds. Now the match is like 15 minutes long and Grayson Waller gets in all kinds of offense. I don't know why he's upset that he was in a match because they made him look like a million dollars. So Yeah. The uh, one thing in a long string of, Things that made absolutely no sense to me. Yep. Mama Elizabeth says, "Woohoo, Yankees!" Good for Mama Elizabeth. I'm, so I'm very, I'm very happy oh, for Mama Elizabeth. Can we pull this up again? I want to explain yeah. something. Okay, yeah. see this little spooky guy. Yeah. Okay, his name is Bones, uh-huh. and my mom has basically made him the elf on a shelf of their house. We get pictures every day of Bones, like sitting Good. in my dad's chair on the iPad. It's That's pretty good. great. Bones in the homes. <sighs> Fantastic. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs says, Cleveland sucks so much the river caught on fire. Yanks in four signed a miserable White Sox fan. Uh, as as a Brewers fan, I'm just happy that the St. Louis Cardinals got beat in the first round. That's all I can say about that. Um, And so there's an Alba Fire video package. There is. She likes fire. That is her entire character. Yep, there you go. Uh, And after that, we got... uh, (laughs) Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you've honestly, the problem with this is this 
if you've seen one Alba Fire video package, you've seen all of them. It's just heard a bunch of fire imagery holding a bat that's on fire. Like, I, there's nothing else. They're not doing anything with her besides that. There, there's like, there's been zero. I really liked the whole thing where they were like, okay, so this is her deal. She's a fire mage or whatever. Cool. Now what? And the answer after that was zero, nothing. We're not going to do anything beyond that. And like, that's where you lose me, unfortunately, because I really like Kay- Kaylee Ray. I think she's a, she's a fantastic she's performer, fantastic. but they've done, they've done nothing um, to, uh, to help her, unfortunately. She should be a pyromaniac. <clears throat> or something. Just set everything on fire. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Plus uh, is here and says, Mama E is getting you coal for Christmas. And then says that this show is about as influential as my farts in the wind. Fewer people know you to exist than fit in the NXT arena each night. Go away. Well, that's not true. Because we routinely get. Literally thousands of people watching us. And you sending us your money to tell us that. I don't care about views. I care about dough. Okay. I care about getting that back. So that's what I care about. But Mama E. Is that Mama Elizabeth? Or is that Big E's mom? I think that, yeah, I'm not really sure. Mama oh, e, I uh, have yeah. questions. Yeah. Uh, Volob says, can you use Bones to recreate the music video of Bones by the Killers? <laughs> I could try. I'm sure it's, you could try, yeah. You could try. Uh, hey, we got the one good thing on the whole show. Axiom versus uh, Nathan Frazier was a certified banger. It was, it was great. so good. So I, we, good. We were, we were, we were 40%. Percent of the way into a match that that was felt like it was I don't know how long it was, but if it had been three times longer, I would not have complained. I don't think they could have kept up the pace for that long, but it was a hell of a match. I loved it. Um, but uh yeah, I I um I I um I don't understand. I fail to understand why why both these guys aren't the aren't in the ladder match. Yeah, that's that was my only complaint about it. The match was fantastic this is also as i said on twitter two of my favorite impressions of yours just coming head to head which is honestly enough of a long-term story for me so Mm -hmm. i think that uh i i I do kind of wish this was more prominently featured i really felt like this deserved a spot at Mm -hmm. whatever their clash at the castle special was um because because they're two of the best in the company Mm -hmm. I don't know where you go, but I think either one of them in the ladder match is going to be really cool. It seems like Carmelo is getting called up, so I feel like maybe Nathan Frazier winning this puts him in line for the title, perhaps? So, we'll see. But, I I, I mean, just the only good thing on the show, and it was great. So, some of those spots were it was It fantastic. was excellent. It was yeah. excellent. Um uh, Ryan Ben says some of those impacts Axiom Fraser took. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. Um, it was. Wow, man. It was so good. I. Um, I absolutely. Um, I, I thought these guys. These guys killed it, and they kill almost killed each other. Uh, some crazy impacts. Um, I, I also love that it was basically just who got the the, the best pitting predicament in the end when. Yes. Like, when they were too tired to kick out of stuff that was really hard to kick out of. I thought that was really great. Uh, Frazier wins. Uh, again, not really sure why the match has to be five when it could be six. 
and you couldn't have found a way for both guys to get in the match. Because if you're watching this and you're backstage, your response should be mine of how do we get both these guys in this? Like that backstage, you should be talking to other people. How do we get both guys in this? Um, and I don't know what that is, but the answer's got to be something because uh, I don't think they're actually going to find a way to put them both in the match. But um, yeah, it's... They should both be prominently featured talents on this program. I think the other tricky thing with Axiom is I'm not sold on him having a mask when I've seen his face before. I don't know if they are either. That was something that kind of came in at the end of the Vince era. Like they might also try and figure out a third iteration with him because it's just so not uh, necessary to pretend he's a luchador. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. So. It is very odd. So um, that might be part of it, is he doesn't really like have a character right now. Thomas Scott has an idea. There was one specific spot where they were yes. pinning each other at the same time and just have, have them count them double. And, I, instead of, and have, instead of neither of them getting in, Shawn Michaels says, this, this series has been so great that both of you guys are in the ladder match and the following NXT, we're going to do this one more time. And we're then we're gonna have to have a winner because I I love this. Do that, please the crowd, please us at home. It's the one good thing you got going on your TV program at the moment. Do more of it. There you go, there you go. Um, uh, Alpha Bill says the country of Australia does not recognize Mr. Waller. That's good. <laughs> Apparently, his passport has been stripped, and he is a man without a country. Someone's um, blocking you. I actually thought in ring tonight he was really good. I think that might have had something to do with his opponent, but this maybe. character's not for me. Um, no, <laughs> Apollo segment. Uh, Apollo has a segment. Uh, his little writing. He's journaling. He's journaling. Dude, doing just some... let him be cool. <laughs> like, just I... let him be a dude. <laughs> you and I were both so excited when he came to NXT for the first time because his first segment was walking up on Braun Breaker and I was like, hell yeah, let's get a long feud between these two guys. They're going to fucking kill it. I don't know if there's like, like, why aren't we... This is this is what you got for him? Like, I, I assume the, the pitch was... I'm like either they pitched to him or he pitched to them go to NXT and then, and the, and then was not followed by do a weird thing where I can see through time and feud with Grayson Waller forever. The, and then was, and I become a champion, which I was supposed to be before I got called up way too early because you'll never convince me that they weren't grooming Apollo Crews at the time to be the guy to take the belt off of uh, off of um, Samoa Joe and then do a feud with Shinsuke yes. Nakamura. Like Samo Samoa Joe had done his thing. Finn Balor was getting called up. They were, Apollo Crews was, was winning and winning and winning and getting a lot more time and a lot more recognition, a lot more importance. Samoa Joe was the champion. He was a heel. There was a perfect, hot, young talent they had in the rising up the ranks to take the belt off of Samoa Joe, and then Shinsuke Nakamura is like, okay, now try that. Now let's see what happens. And that would have been great. And said they called him up and did nothing with him for seven years, and he decided, well, maybe now I'd like to, to go back to NXT and do what I was supposed to do, and then... 
And now sometimes his eyes bleed when he has visions. <laughs> like it's such a, a and, weird and, and now, now he, thing. Now his visions I, have have Chucky in them. His visions have Chucky in them for some reason. I just his visions have Chucky in them. Uh, he I feel like usually when you go so far out of your way to do something so gimmicky, it's because you're compensating. For someone's inability in the ring. Apollo Crews is like one of the most freakishly athletic dudes in the history of the world. With his strength and his quickness and his agility. He'll just like do a standing moonsault. And he's like, what, 250 pounds probably? Yeah, he's just so good. He's so good. Like, you don't have to... They consistently like work do too too much work with some of these people like some some guys don't need this much hand holding like he, he doesn't need visions he can just go wrestle great matches like there are people who can get over just on their wrestling ability and then there's people who have mm -hmm. upside in other ways where you have to go out of your way to do all this work and there seems to be no distinction or clarification around which talents need those and which ones don't. Because, man, Apollo yeah. Crews does not. And, man, did they do this with him. Sure did. Um, uh, <laughs> Dear, Dear Journal, says J.W. Pringle. Dear Journal, today I pet a puppy, got in three fights in the parking lot, saw through space and time while making contact <laughs> with aliens. Typical Tuesday. There you go. That's all, I that's, love that. That's, all, that's good. Um, Apollo needs Ben Stein's clear eyes spray <laughs> for dry red eyes. Clear eyes is clear awesome. Eyes. Wow. Is that good? <laughs> that was excellent. I, I, I love that commercial. It ran for so long. Um, uh, hey, uh, Indy Hartwell uh, decided is now a heel out of the blue. She's, 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 you know, being mean to Valentina for Royce. And then they have a match. And during the match, Sanga's out there with Valentina for Royce. And uh, Veer shows up. And Sanga's like, and then walks up. And, and Veer says, and Sanga's like, and they walk away together. I don't know what we said. Like, hey, hey guys, they're, they're giving out free churros in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Like, I'm risking my life in the parking lot. Those better be some good churros. They're, I'm going into the parking lot. They're free okay. churros. They're free churros, and that's that makes a big, big, big statement right there. They um, better be to die for if they're in yeah. the NXT parking yeah, lot. There you go. Um, yeah. I actually think this is a clever storytelling device if it's done better. We rarely see someone... I feel like we don't see someone go to the ring and get to be in someone's corner and then get called mm -hmm. back in a way. Mm -hmm. They could pay it off. I don't trust them to, but like it was so vague this week. This, this is, but the, I, I this like is... this idea. I just feel like they didn't execute it well, but I was like, that's actually kind of a fun thing that we don't see in wrestling a lot. I'm, I'm telling you exactly what this is. They're never going to pay it off. Uh, this is just the justification for Sanga never being in Valentina Feroise's corner ever again. And now he will come out with Veer and be a tag team, and they'll never actually have him appear on screen with Valentina Royce because 
Veer came out and said, "Hey, free churros," and and then they left together. That that's the that's that they'll never pay it off. We'll never find out what he said to him. They're just going to keep on going because because what what has this particular episode of NXT taught us? They don't Nothing give a, matters. A damn about about storylines or justifying anything. They're just going to just got to do stuff and. We're supposed to not care, and guess what? From the from my Twitter timeline, most people don't care. So, I do, but I now I'm really interested in these churros. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> John Joseph Arbasinger sends in a humper chat and says, "Matthew Plus is a meme, right?" No person who is so versed in the world of wrestling media would continue to dump money at the fate of individuals he believes to be shit. No, no. He is the child who thinks the best way is to to flirt is through belittlement. It's that one. It's that one. Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's good. I'm really um, pretty. It happens a lot. That does happen a lot. Uh, Jason PS3 says, uh, <laughs> this NXT proves how much I miss William Regal. How much we all miss William Regal. Um, He's over there flirting with Excalibur on AEW, man. Honestly. Like, here's here's the other thing. Like, somebody said this, too. Like, Booker T is just so out of place in in NXT because he he doesn't know who any of these people are. He doesn't care to find out. Like, he's just there to just just saying things like, let's get it cracking. And the guy who you who you bring in. Is a guy they released. You bring in Nigel McGuinness, him and Vic Joseph, because you've got so many NXT UK guys on the roster now and girls. He knows all of them. He's worked with them extensively. He's the one who can let us in on their stuff. Plus, he's a fantastic color guy. And there's no reason to release him because guess what? Even if you just say, we're never going to have Nigel McGuinness on commentary again. What you do is you make him the new William Regal because that would be awesome. Nigel McGuinness would be a fantastic on-screen GM. He'd be really, really good at it. Now, here's what I want them to do. I want them to find a way for, if they have an ROH TV deal, I want to find a way I for him to it. be involved on that because Nigel McGuinness, if you do not know, was the shit in ROH back in the day. He was so good, man. I so think that good. might be the case because a lot of the language around this was that they parted ways and not was released, whatever. I think it was almost like, hey, there's this upheaval in commentary. NXT right. UK doesn't exist anymore. So my hope is that he's going to ROH. If you're WWE, I think you're stupid to mm-hmm. allow him to go, but I respect it because yep. people should be able to work to their potential. I also think it's egregious that when Henrik Abani and Veda Scott are free agents, that they're not in this. Mauro Ronaldo. Um, there's so many eligible announcers that would do a better job than either Kevin O'Patrick, oh, Irishman man, yesterday, or that Booker T was doing with NXT, man. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me. What Booker T did tonight was better than what Mauro Ronaldo could have given you. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the, this whole thing was a mess. The match was fine. I think Indy Hartwell, uh, you either need to belt her or call her up. She's kind of at a point where there's not... I don't think there's a ton left to develop with her right. in development. Right. 
she's she's main roster ready they might call her up or if you want to make her time there productive at least give her a reign uh where she's helping other people get over etc um she won the match with an outside in suplex which i've never seen before yeah i've seen i've seen the move i've never seen it finish anybody before but why wouldn't it yeah it's a hell of a it's a hell of a move uh so yeah that's that is interesting uh jd ringle said uh did someone say churros uh i did you did i also if, if somebody if somebody told me that there were free churros literally anywhere in in my current city i would drive there right now i, would I was gonna say off. there's a lot of people that i'm closer to than valentina ferois and uh sanga are mm-hmm. that i would that i would leave for some free churros especially if they were just in the parking lot like yeah so i i could understand that justification if Sanga and Vera are a tag team that stay this way and not um, like, hey, ethnicity is a gimmick, I'll forgive this a little bit more if that's if that's the way they're going. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is developmental, right? Like right. things are going to change without logic. There's things you can control and there's things you can control a little bit less. And that's where my problem is. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm very much interested in them as a tag team as Sanga has been presented over the past few weeks, months than they were in Endushare. Yeah. Um, Luis says the only reason that Nigel's on NXT because he wanted to be, he wanted to leave. And he says, that's rec spec from me though. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I, yeah. I think he's, I think he's so great. Um, I, I loved, I loved the pairing of him and, and Morrow. They, yes. they they got so genuinely excited about professional wrestling and I think that's a good thing um and that's that's just me um but if he does wind up in ROH maybe he'd be working with Ian Riccaboni who Tom Lavalley is uh, points out that he's doing a fantastic job with daddy magic on elevation yes um so there you go He's um, the best eligible announcer right now. <laughs> Jim, Jim Beard says uh, prediction former ROH champ Nigel versus Jericho. No, I don't. I don't think Nigel is cleared to wrestle kind of literally ever again. Um, no, but him leading a stable could be fun. Yeah. Could. They're clearly setting up some sort of sports entertainment versus ROH right. real wrestling type yeah. thing. So if he yeah. was going to lead that, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the parking lot, this parking lot, no, I'll pass. No, no churros for me. <laughs> no, Veer, Veer came for churros. That's what he did. Um, That's right. Uh, if, if Veer is near your churros, you might want to check and see what that dipping sauce is made out of. Anyway, um, pretty deadly is in the, uh, uh, Raven's nest and they, they, hit on Indy Hartwell something I don't know she seems I don't know it was weird uh Michael Michael Dammit uh big sport of the show uh helping me out honestly to no avail uh the blonde yes boy is Elton Prince and the brunette yes boy is Kilt Wilson he says he's just helping a brother out they're yes boy one and yes boy two uh blonde and brunette I'm never I'm never gonna commit their names to memory ever it's kind of a gimmick it's kind of a bit. Um, and so, yeah, blonde blonde and brunette. Uh, yes, by one, yes, by two. Uh, for or, example, or, we call them the yes boys far more frequently than we call them pretty deadly as well. Right. No, they're definitely the yes boys. Um, and here they are in mop form. There's the moppelgangers of 
You can tell that's uh, that I believe is Kit Wilson there on the left and mm -hmm. uh, Elton Prince on the right, or or vice versa. I'm not really sure. Yes, boy one and yes, boy two. Yes, mop one and yes, mop two. I think, I think Elton's on the left. I think the pink hair is blonde. Yes, boy, right? Pro probably. Uh, I don't. I'm, here's the thing: is I don't know which one is the blonde and which one is the brunette, even though I'm looking at the the sour chat from my pandemic. Because I don't care to ever find out. But there it is. That's Mopping fair. Games. That's fair. Dem loaves, the walking mm -hmm. loaves of white blood. We were forced to, mm -hmm. because they became yes. champions, and right. It's like a huge breakout well, no, thing. No, no, they they be, be also because Brutus and Julius, because they decided to make it a a, a ridiculous, funny Shakespearean naming device. That's um, fair. So. Um, anyway, they are uh, they are dressed as uh, I believe what they would call American sporting fans. Uh, one guy has a big uh, foam cowboy hat. Uh, he's going um, for Halloween. He's going as Robert O'Neill. And yes. uh, on the other guy has a was one of those hard hats with beer cans on the side of it. Mm -hmm. And they have um, they have G and O painted on their uh, torsos. They're shirtless. And then on the back, they have P and D written. So they go PD. I don't know if they're big fans of police department or what's going on with that. Um, but anyway, they're, they're there to watch the triple threat match for the number one contendership for their tag titles between um, uh, Double Vest and the Beach, who... Uh, the beach. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say six three two thirty, maybe maybe two forty if that. Um, and and Booker T just insisted on calling. Oh, this super heavyweight! What a super heavyweight he is! I'm like, no, he's he's a he's a regular sized wrestler. Mm -hmm. I don't understand, but his his partner's very large. Somehow, are you come somehow confusing the two? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Also, the dyad is there, formerly uh, GYV. Um, pretty deadly are firmly heels, uh, so we can so probably safely say there was no chance for a different heel team to face them because that's not how they book things in NXT. Of ever. course. Um, I certainly went into this whole thing thinking Double Vest and the Vige had this thing locked up and they were just going to run that thing back again at Hollywood uh, at Halloween Havoc, but instead it was the third team. The third team being. Uh, Malik Blade and Idris Enofei. I have this. I have it ca called up on my phone here. The cage match for this particular team, and we're going to go back through the months, and we're going to count the number of times they've had a win on NXT television. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, hold on. I don't want this. I want here we go. Okay. So um, on NXT television, well, this was on Level Up on uh, September September thirteenth. Uh, so not on NXT television, but they no. won that match. That's good. Uh, level up again on August 23rd. Level they won that count. match. That's that's good. Doesn't count. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, they lost to Pretty Deadly in four and a half minutes on uh, August 9th. Uh, then on Level Up. Um, uh, so they the, Level Up doesn't doesn't count, but they did they did win that 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 match um, on the. July 26th. Uh, then they lost on NXT um, on NXT TV two matches in a row mm -hmm. to the Dyad. 
and uh, to to uh, to Channing Lo- Channing Lorenzo Stacks and Tony D back on July twelfth. They won again, but oh, that was on that was on uh, Level Up, uh, mm-hmm. which doesn't count uh, on the fifth of July. And th- then they lost uh, again on the twenty fifth of June on regular NXT TV to Pretty Deadly. Uh, and um, oh, look, here we go. Here we go. On June 10th, oh, this was the one where they uh, somehow beat um, Legato Del Fantasma because uh, Tony D cheated to help uh, Legato lose. So if you have to go back to June 10th uh, of this year. For a win that they were not even the storyline of. Yeah. Um, It feels weird that, like... I don't even dislike the guys that much. Just do the work of showing them us on TV winning matches so that then we feel like they're not falling out of the sky when you give them a number one contendership. Like, Alex, they wouldn't even do the work of, hey, they are winning on level up. So that's how they got here. There wasn't yeah, even they, a video package that said they've been winning on level up. And that's why. They've gotten here to this point because they're ready to level up. My God, like, I don't like Chase U, but, like, it would have at least made sense because Andre Chase has been winning if he was like, I'm not really having, like, I'm, I'm not feeling singles. I'm going to grab Bodie and I'm going to jump in this match. At least he's won a couple times. Like, my <sighs> goodness. It, it's just... the ma- I'll say this. The match actually wasn't terrible. This was, I think... Double Vesta's the Beach's best showing because it was more than a bunch of lariats. It was definitely Double Vesta's best showing. Uh, he was doing some stuff that was great. I, 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 he did a pop up into the ropes on the outside. Yeah, that was cool. Back and then a lariat, which I'd never seen before, and I liked a lot. Um, this is this is uh, yeah, it was it was what it was. But here's the deal: NXT used to be the place for tag team wrestling. And if these are your top three tag teams, considering how they've been booked, like, I mean, you can't, you can't find time to put these guys who wind up being the number one contenders. You can't find time to put them on television. The dyad, like it's GYV. We know they're a great, a great tag team, but they're not allowed to show that as the dyad. And Double Vest and the Beach have always felt like a like a weird 1980 like like Hillbilly Jim should be managing them in 1992. They are a pale imitation of the Smoking Guns, who were a really bad gimmick tag team in the era of bad wrestling on Raw. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's I just I I I all I, I, I just feel like the I, I I am I am I am this, but I also feel like it. The old man just being like, I remember, I remember American Alpha versus the <laughs> Revival. Oh, those were some good matches back in the day. And somebody's like, Grandpa, Grandpa, what are you talking about? No, there was a two out of three falls match between between American Alpha and the Revival on a regular episode of NXT television. It wasn't even on a takeover. And all oh, my goodness, those boys could wrestle. The chain wrestling between Dax 
there wasn't even calls that uh, he was Scott Dawson back at the time, but he and Chad Gable were just chain wrestling all over the ring. And oh, that Jason Jordan, when he would pull the straps down, you knew you were in for an ass kicking. But anyway, what's happening? When's dinner? That's who that's what I feel like thinking about when NXT was good. That was beautiful. First of all, second of all, there's two issues going on here, right? Both three. We talk about wrestling fundamentals versus taste, and now adding the third element of actual work rate. Work rate-wise, I don't think we'll ever get back to black and gold. Taste-wise is completely variable. Logical booking is like the easiest thing in the world to fix. (laughs) It's so simple to have your number one contenders have won a match on your television program between June 10th and now. Yeah. At all. Um, I, and it is a shame because this was like a better match for a couple of the teams involved. The, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Gacy because with Bray back, this is just, it's dead. Like this thing is just dead. Whatever Gacy's doing is just, it's gone. It, it doesn't work anymore. Um, it was barely working anyway. But if the point is to develop you to get to the main roster, you can't be doing the same creepy ass shit. No, they can't stop it dead in the water. It's been going on too long. But like, this is done. It's done. So uh, all three of those things were in play tonight. The The booking probably being the most egregious because I think what people miss is there's a way to, if you want to have a team upset another team, it's not to just throw them into something, especially when we have been seeing them lose on occasion and they've done nothing to make them feel serious, even in their presentation. Like these guys have better jokes since they came up. So, uh, yeah, it, it just was, it, it was a, a decent enough match poorly executed from the fundamentals of, I don't like any of the three teams that are in there very much from a taste perspective. The wrestling fundamentals were all over the place and the work rate was better, but also there's a big span in there when you're talking about the guys in GYV versus double vest in the beach. And that's just something I have to accept about NXT in general. You're always going to have people that are on the cusp of the main roster and people that are still working level up in the same ecosystem. So it's never going to fully be there. But like just the very basic thing of having guys get wins on your television Saw this yesterday, man. We saw it on the main roster again, too. It's like we're seeing Bailey lose. You made them come in and feel so important at SummerSlam, and they've just been on this losing trajectory since. Like, it's, it's, uh, it, you can fix a lot of things about your program, but if you don't fix fundamental wins and losses, which is like the simplest thing to fix, uh, mysteriously seems to be the thing that's getting left out in the wind. I, I just don't know. I I can't get invested in your program because winning and losing doesn't mean anything. And then what's the point of a wrestling match? Like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. That was many, many years ago, Grandpa. Let's go get your pills. Um, pills, did you say? Did you say pills? Well, there's all sorts of pills that you might need at that age, Alex. Possibly, yeah. It's true. You don't always have to be 
of a certain age to need certain types of pills, though, you know? You could just need a little extra confidence for some areas oh, okay. of your life. That might include being in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Sometimes might. you just need a little enhanced performance. Sometimes mm-hmm. these triple threats don't exactly leave you standing on end. You know what I mean? So here's a way to make sure that you are. Is your penis soft? Is it difficult to get hard? Do you have issues with sexual performance? Do you have issues with sexual confidence? BlueChew.com code Fightful gives you your first shipment of Blue Chew for free. It will help you get a harder, stronger erection. It will make you more confident in your sexual performance. You take an online questionnaire, you work with an online physician, you don't wait in line at the pharmacy, you don't wait in line at the doctor's office. It's prepared and shipped direct in a discreet package. That way, nobody knows that you are getting blue chew in order to make your penis erect. Blue chew and the code Fightful gets you your first shipment free if you want an erect penis. I'm going to end the ad now. Um, Morg Serdic said, really thought that the they're compensating for something line was going to be a segue into Blue Chew ad read. No, no, she found something else. Uh, thank you for the work slash torture you do you two do slash go through. Uh, and Jambeard says, if you came for the churros too fast, Blue Chew code Fightful, says Jambeard. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Ryan Ben says, not going to lie, the Tampkin more contender match wasn't wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. Just ultimately, like, what what does it matter? You're not doing any work to, like, make anybody seem important. So Anderson O'Fay and Malik Blade have a match versus the 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 yes boys at Halloween Havoc and and I mean I don't know what the that's the problem Jake Sellers that's the whole point like uh, Jake Sellers is off to a hot start Sean LOL Booker of the Year I mean like you got to do the work I, I think I think you got to do the work to like make people believe in people before you start giving them title matches but that's just I don't know I got hiccups sorry. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Brosephine says Alex needs to release an autobiography called Tuesdays with Alex. Guys, I'm just gonna take the transcripts from everything I learned from Alex on a weekly basis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There you go, Tuesdays with uh, Alex. That's good. Um, uh, <laughs> and Jason Jordan. Now, we found out years later he was actually Kurt <laughs> Angle's illegitimate son. Nobody knew, nobody knew at the time, but he was actually, was actually Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. And then it was a time where he actually turned out not to be, and that was a weird thing also. But he teamed with Seth Rollins, and then he got a year. And then, okay, okay, and then, Grandpa, let's, and, let's and get you and back here, AEW. And then, then, he, then he hurt his neck, and we never saw him again. Sure, sure, sure that happened. It did. I was there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think we all know... <laughs> We all know that Gable 
would have been his son. Look at their suplexes. That's hereditary. It's hereditary. It's, it was true. This is so, this is so good though. Again, something you would never understand. Jason Jordan wore an onion <laughs> on his belt, which was his style at the time. And Dax, I mean Stott, I mean Dave, he gave me a nickel, which we called, which we called bees, because nickels had a picture of bees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Anyway, that's when I what? Who? What? My okay. Jello. Um. <laughs> Papa Pulowski says, uh, says, that's fantastic. Says, says JDB Pringle. There, there you go. New Sour Gaps character, Papa Pulowski. There you go. Um, that's good. your great grandkids are like, don't tell me about Bruno San Martino again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, listen, listen. He used to be the big dog, and then he was the tribal chief, and we all had to acknowledge him. So that'll be it. And then, no, no, the one, the one they called Dean, he left, and he went somewhere else, and he showed up, and he was a different guy. There we go. Oh, Grandpa. Uh, yes, we got Pop Popolowski jukebox request <laughs> for later tonight. Thank you, Louise. Wonderful. <laughs> Just more things. Um. So uh, yes, Alba Fire faced um, uh, faced uh, J.C. Jane. J.C. Jane cut a promo on Alba Fire beforehand, saying what happened to Mandy Rose was that we, we I guess we found out um, that uh, uh, tragically Mandy Rose had a death in the family, which is why she she has not been on NXT, and we obviously send out our thoughts and prayers to Mandy Rose um, uh, for that's that's a horrible thing to have to go through. Um, which explains why she's not here. And again, that's real life, but they've written her off with a different thing on television. That's a thing we're going to talk about in a bit. So um, JC Jane and Alba Fire um, uh, have a fine little match. It's short. Alba Fire wins. She hits the gory bomb. Um, and uh, as Alpha Bill says, Alpha, Alpha Bill says fire 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 just using up all the fire puns thank you very much um <laughs> so um you know what was fire what aaron was judge stealing second base them overthrowing second he lands on third doesn't matter because rizzo hits a two-run bomb immediately after anyway hey that was fire okay um so uh <laughs> uh sonia somebody in the audience, after uh, after Alba Fire wins, attacks uh, Alba Fire, and then um, she unzips the hoodie that she's wearing, and it turns out it's uh, Sonya Deville. And I lost my mind. Okay. So I did I. We were the only two that did. And I thought, oh, she wants to get in on this. She wants to. She's come for Mandy Rose's title. And she doesn't care who she's got to get through to get it. That's what I thought until I saw her teaming up with JC Jane and Gigi Dolan on Kaylee Ray. And then I was like, no, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do it because I know I saw this. I, 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 I saw this, this thing. This was the, the, to me, the, the best thing. Um, uh, there was some, there was some really good stuff in NX, in, 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 in WWE during the pandemic. There was some really good stuff, but the best stuff was Sonya Deville, who turned fully heel and was the one of the best heel characters and personas. Some of the, the, the promos that she cut were just 
amazing. She's like, Mandy Rose, the only thing that you have in your going for you is this, is this face. Yeah, you're pretty, but so what? If you didn't have that, you'd be in the gutter tomorrow. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove it because I'm going to disfigure you. I'm going to make you so ugly with the beating that I give you that no one's going to want to employ you. No one's going to love you. Nothing. She ruined her life by doing the whole thing with Otis and the, the whole, like a hacker had to reveal all the shit that Sony Deville did to Mandy Rose behind the scenes. They literally spent months on it. It was a story that started in February where the whole thing of like Otis and Dolph Ziggler, but we realized later months later that it was actually Sonya who was in charge of the whole thing. And they had a big blow off match where literally was just the loser leaves WWE match in SummerSlam during the pandemic, SummerSlam 2020, Sonya Deville was willing to put her entire career on the line in kayfabe for the opportunity to disfigure Mandy Rose's face so that, as she said, everyone in her life who she thinks loves her will abandon her because the only thing that she's got going for is how sexy she is. And Mandy Rose beat Sonya Deville and Sonya Deville went away. Now, the real reason she went away is to deal with a horrible situation that was going on in her life. But that was not the story that they gave us on television. This is the thing. It's like if you people will complain, like, but, but in real life, but this is crucially not real life. This is a produced television show with writers and storylines. And the storyline they gave us was that these two women that Sonya Deville has been, had been harboring for years secret resentment and hatred and loathing for Mandy Rose and went to extra lengths to ruin her life and wanted to literally cut her face up so that no one would ever love her. But all I've been told on Twitter is that was two years ago. They got over it. And apparently, Sonya Deville is interviewed and says... Um, Yes, so Mandy Rose and I, you know, we went through, we went through some things, but we got past it. When? Like I I know, I know in real life they're best friends, they run a donut company together, but in kayfabe on television, they want to murder each other. You have to do the work to show the difference. You can't just wave it all away with, yeah, we had our differences, but we're fine. It's Ooh, also what the hell. It's also well, it's it's not I had my differences. She wanted to maim her, as you said. She tried to break up her relationship. She blamed her for them not having the tag titles because she was too stupid to see Sonya's plan that she had been diabolically orchestrating the whole time. And in addition. It is a complete abandonment of everything that she has been as a character to this point and the continuation of Mandy Rose's character. She was anti the you are hot, but you she she called her, I swear to God, because I'll never forget it. It was pandemic wrestling and pandemic wrestling sucked, especially in the beginning. They figured it out with Zelina and the cool stuff she was doing with Andrade. Bailey and Sasha figured it out. But before any of that happened, this was happening. This was happening and this was working. 
It was a perfect blend of like humor and then turned deadly serious. And Sonya Deville calls her a bottle blonde Barbie with no talent on my television. And this entire toxic attraction run has been built upon. What have we been saying for the it, literally the entire length of Mandy Rose's reign? She has been hot and they've rarely talked about her in-ring ability. None of her title wins have come on the credibility of her wrestling. They've all been sneaky wins. They've all been built on the interference of her also hot friends. Her also hot friends who were tag team champions that defended the belt twice lost and didn't care that they lost. They still think they're the shit because they're hot. I think people retroactively remember this as a frenemies Paige and AJ situation when it was not. That's the thing that's kind of breaking my heart about people not remembering this because the beauty of this was it was not frenemies. Not every female was friends angle has to end up with them being frenemies as often as that happens. But what was so beautiful and what worked so well about this angle was they were doing something with Otis that they hadn't done to the point where he won money in the bank. He shouldn't have, but he won it because he was over. Mandy was in a role that was highlighting her strengths and minimizing her weaknesses. Ziggler is going to be great wherever you plug. In, in my opinion, you plug him in here in a role like this, he's going to be great there. And what it did was it cemented Sonya Deville as a top heel on the roster in an authentic way. And we hadn't seen that before. And I really liked Sonya before that. Put your hair up and square up, Sonya. It's for me. All right? I loved that. But what this did was prominently feature her outside of the title picture. And we never get, we never get stories outside of the fucking title picture. <laughs> it eventually led to like the tag picture, but still like. Oh, hold on. I, I, want, I, want to, I want to address this. I'm seeing this. That it was all about Otis. Uh, it was all about Otis until WrestleMania when he had his match with Ziggler. And then it, that was right after that in May, I believe, is when they revealed that Sonya was behind the thing all along. And then the entire summer was a feud between Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with her attacking, attacking, attacking Mandy Rose backstage over constantly, and over and over again. Constantly. If you go YouTube clips, there's just like, Sonya would not let Mandy Rose exist. And I actually thought this was good because again, this was pandemic wrestling and no one knew what they were doing yet. Yeah. So they were kind of running it almost into the ground with how much Sonya was attacking her, but it worked because she just wouldn't let Mandy be because she was trying to destroy her face to disfigure her. Because if she didn't have her pretty face, there was nothing to her in Sonya's mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whole story getting wiped away with no explanation is such a bummer for me. Like I loved, and I also feel like current Sonya Deville should be sniffing around the Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler kind of picture right now, because she also has that MMA experience. Why not throw yeah. her in that? She can speak on the mic um, far better than Rousey, better than Baszler, in my opinion. Like I think before they, I mean, just ran it into the ground, what her and Naomi was doing was a really a bright spot for a little bit um, in a really, really not good era of wrestling. Like, Sonya's delivered pretty much on everything they've asked, and to, to just erase all of the work that they did is so lame. And if you don't want to 
ruffle its feathers because of what happened in real life. I completely get that. But then just don't do this angle. You get to write whatever you want. You get to write whatever show you want. Or you can get to this point of them reuniting and being friends again, but you have to do creative work to get there. You got to do the you work. You got to do the this work. Was, this was not, this was not, we had differences bullshit. She was trying to disfigure her face for a few months. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, to, to just abandon everything she stood for as a character when Mandy Rose's whole reign has been built on the fact that she's hot. Like is is just such a it's a disservice to all the work that they already did, and it's a disservice to to the character that Sony's been. I feel like this entire time. So anyway, so Sony Deville versus uh, Kaylee Ray uh, next week. Which will probably be a great match. It's going to be a great match. Six Salazar said, reminding us Triple H had to sign off on this. Uh, Yeah, we don't. He's you know, it's a thing. Like here's the deal. I don't know, man. It's it it is a problem. It's it's a, it's this is this is ultimately a, a, a honestly, it's a me problem because like nobody cares as much about this shit as I do, and it is it is my problem. But like, I feel like I should be rewarded for paying attention over the years, as opposed to mocked and derided, and like just like people, the people I know who know this shit has happened are on my side, but there are so many more of them who are like, yeah, whatever, who cares? I expect them to wave shit away. And they know that most of the people watching expect it or are okay with it, which is why they never actually do the work. And and even, like, here's the deal. Jake Salazar is a perfect, perfect example of this. Eddie Kingston hates Claudio for something to happen over 15 years ago. <laughs> That's great! They should. Eddie Kingston knows more than anybody else that this shit to the characters on screen is real. It is real to them. To like, it's it's the old. It's still real to me. Damn it! Like, no, not like, like I think wrestling is real, but the within the world of the show that you're writing, that everything has a reality to it. Even if it's a if it's a world that takes place, you know, uh, hundreds of years ago, or in a far off planet or something, the inherent reality of the show that you're watching is its own reality. Don't bend the reality to squeeze something in because you're too lazy to figure anything else out. Well, in addition to that, to me, whenever people tell me wrestling's cheesy or whatever, I'm like, yeah, no, I know, I know. So. Like, but the thing is, if you're going to make me buy into, you know why Eddie Kingston's like my favorite dude in the world? Because all that guy wants to do is physically beat the crap out of people. And when you want to do that and you convince me that going into a wrestling ring makes a lot of sense. Whenever you intentionally cut the legs out from underneath stuff like this, the idea of I'm so angry at you, it had to boil over to the point where we are now physically in a match. The whole concept of wrestling gets diluted, in my opinion. That's my thing. If the heat gets taken out of what you're building, you either got to hate the person you're fighting or you got to want the championship real bad or ideally kind of both, right? So when you create all this venom where someone's trying to disfigure someone's face, I can buy that that should be in a wrestling ring. And then just, uh, oh, no, we were friends. We had our differences. Differences? Mm -hmm. You were attacking her backstage for existing. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Is it just kind Jake of a Sell, bummer? Jake's, Jake Sells are asking me, on a scale of one to the city of Atlanta after that Super Bowl, how irritated were you about Sonya with the toxic attraction? Um, I'm not irritated with Sonya. She didn't write this shit. And, like, I'm, I'm sure she's going to be really happy to be helping her real-life friend, Mandy Rose. However, I'm, I'm, I am always going to be angry with lazy creative who doesn't take the time to do... And listen, they, they had an opportunity to have Sonya say, listen, Mandy and I patched things up. It took a long time. But I've seen what she's been doing in NXT. It seems like maybe she's seen the light about being her little perky blonde self wasn't actually working out for her so well, was it? So we had a talk and we realized maybe we have more in common than we originally thought. They could have given her a damn paragraph instead of we worked, we had differences, but that's behind us. That's one damn line. It's not enough. Give her at least something. Give her something. Would put my career on the line to dismember you. Uh, feeling Dreepy has a, this is a very good point from Feeling Dreepy. He says, when you think about how most Randy Orton feuds are, someone did something small to annoy him in the past, and years later, is he is choosing to kill them for it. Time heals all wounds is never a viable explanation for anything in WWE. Randy Orton holds grudges for literally years and years and years and years and years. Well, and especially when said grudge is, I threatened to yeah. ruin your life. I wouldn't just be like, water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so uh, we, we, we could see the, the, the origins of the Proud Girls. Uh, they, they became friends years ago in NXT, and they're very, very excited about how they're going to win the tag titles in that little segment. That was a thing. Um, we got, um, a weird little segment with Hank and all the security bros and Quincy Elliott, who's wearing a winter hat for some reason. And Hank like says, Hey, good luck in your match with Zion Quinn next week. And, uh, Quincy says, um, uh, uh, thank you, Hanky. Quincy walks away. And you can't see it because of the angle. And when when Hanky decided to do it, but apparently Hanky smacks Quincy on their bottom as Quincy is walking away. And then he and then Quincy says, "Ooh, Hanky," and and continues on their merry way. And then all the security bros are like, "Now that's chemistry." Ooh, I see it. Don't you see it? What is this for? Who is this thing? Like, are we are we deciding there's going to be a, is there going to be a relationship here between Hanky and Quincy? What is, why are we, what is this? I don't, I don't know what this is. They don't know what this is, which is good. the part that bothers yeah. me. Like that's it, not that's not good. It it just it just feels weird. Like it does feel like they're doing this, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Let them be themselves. Like that's it. Like they rarely handle this well. They rarely handle representation of anything LGBTQ uh, <sighs> well, and I don't, I don't have. They haven't screwed it up so bad yet. 
but they've screwed it up enough that I they've confirmed my suspicions that I shouldn't have faith that they know what they're doing with this. Jake Salazar says that Alex just wants to be rewarded for his long-term viewership of a product and not being like the basic groups who don't keep up. Yes. I, I, I'm i sorry. Like, this is my job. Watching all of this and keeping up with it and keeping a log in my brain of all of this stuff is what my chosen profession is. And I don't like it when I feel like that is not being, when it's being actively mocked by the people. Yeah, it's, it's not wanting to be rewarded. Want. It's wanting to not be insulted. And on top of that, there are performers that have to go out there and do this shit. Like, that's my thing is, yeah. I don't like it as a viewer, but you have some of the best wrestling talent in the world that you are sending out there to betray everything that they have put their time and mental energy and creative energy into to then just undo it because you're lazy is real lame, real lame, especially when they are creative and putting themselves out there physically constantly. Right. Lame. Um, Jake Salazar is saying they barely handle representation of their black talent well, cause they always end up bearing them to Brock. Well, there you go. Look at the women's roster. It's like Bianca and B-Fab, and I think that's it. Yeah. Not good. Um, uh, there you go. I'm very happy, Emily, that I could do that. Um, good morning. Wesley uh, faced uh, Stax, who's no longer Channing Lorenzo, so I can't make fun of his name anymore, but uh, Wesley defeated Channing. Uh, Channing was doing as much as he possibly could to uh, attack the knee. They showed the video again. And I don't understand how that hurts a PCL. I, I, I don't like, like maybe he heard it earlier in the match and was hobbling around on it. But when he realized he couldn't stand back up again was after that thing. But him, the drop toe hold where he just, he, his knee lands on the, the PCL is the, is the posterior cruciate ligament. It's in the back of your knee. You can't, like, I don't understand how, like, that usually happens when your knee is horribly hyperextended, where it bends the wrong way, and his didn't do that. So, like, their 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 rationale for when he hurt the knee and the injury they're telling us doesn't make sense with the actual, um, anyway. Um, but Channing kept hurting, trying to hurt Wesley, but Wesley was able to beat him. I don't know what else to say about this. I don't think there's a ton to say about it, except that they're clearly, like, smelling around for call-ups. And there's, like, obvious ones. And then there's ones that are obvious to me that I don't know if it's obvious to them. Mm -hmm. Wesley's on that list of, like, I don't think... Unless you're going to give him a North American title reign. I don't think there's anything left for him to accomplish here. And I think as you're growing stables, he's someone that could certainly be in the mix of making some stables a really, really fun place. You suggested mm -hmm. a him and Ricochet tag team a while ago. I, I still think that's great. Match was fine. Wesley's incredible. This was yeah. where Booker was almost his worst on commentary to me, I think, because he was like, I don't know this kid, but he seems fun, basically. I was like, did you try, Booker? <laughs> did you try it all? Uh, so... This, I, I thought the commentary was just at, at a low point for yeah. of the night. Um, yeah. But decent enough match, and Wesley's 
a fantastic wrestler. Like you, he's not going to be putting on bad matches unless he's in there with someone truly atrocious. Wesley um, uh, is uh, is great. Uh, he really is. Um, he got attacked by Trick Williams and Carmelo after the match, and then Oro Oral Messiah Oro Mensa came down to help. Uh, I was very happy they didn't like shoehorn in a Von Wagner and a and a and a Nathan Frazier into this, so we wouldn't get everybody who's in the ladder match fighting each other for no reason two weeks beforehand. Um, but um, the finish of this match leads to a backstage segment with stacks with Channing stacks with stacking, um, and uh, stacking is is talking to um, to Tony D who comes in on a pair of crutches is like. Hey, hey, what are you doing out there? You, you embarrassed the family. You embarrassed me. You're out there trying to teach this guy a lesson. He beats you. What are you doing? I'm sorry, boss. I tried, but he, you know, he's so damn fast and whatever. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to face the music next week because you got a match next week too. Like, well, who's it against? I'm not gonna tell you that. Why would I? Why would I divulge that information unto you at this time? You're gonna you're gonna find out next week when the music hits, um, and next week is Tuesday. Next week is the Tuesday AEW show. They are booking all kinds of main roster talent on their Tuesday show for Halloween Havoc. Uh, somebody from the main roster is showing up to beat up uh, Stacks. I don't know who. Luis thinks toothless Timmy. I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to be somebody returning. I think it's going to be somebody from the main roster. Uh, could be Omos. Honestly, like it might be something like that. Like some ridiculous. I-, I could see MVP and Tony D having a business relationship. That could make sense. I honestly, that's probably my pick. My pick right now is they would have Omos show up to beat up Tony D. I'm to beat up stock sacks for Tony D. But um, they're also having another thing where. Cora Jade, who is wearing Finn Balor's mask <laughs> from Extreme Rules as a hat. I don't know why. Like, hey, it's black and it's got spikes on it. I'm I'm a heel now. Oh, Luis is saying it's going to be Braun. Might be Braun. Could could very well be Braun. Uh, I still like the idea of it. Om- I, I mean, I don't like it being Omos, but I still like the idea of Tony D having a business relationship with MVP because MVP and Tony D are all about the business, the business. And so uh, I like that better storyline wise, but if it's just Braun showing up and beating him, whatever. I don't so. have a lot of investment in us. A, a chanting stacks. Yeah. Centerpiece storyline. No. Um, I need Tony D to have, I need them to either have more people or Tony D to be cleared to wrestle because it's just that not working um, for me. Right. Um, Roxy is, is Cora J's like, Roxy doesn't have any friends. Ro- Roxy doesn't have any, Roxanne doesn't have any friends. Everyone thinks she's a loser. So she, there's no one she's going to find to face me next week. So. Whatever. And then Mackenzie Mitchell's like, no, actually, uh, Roxanne told me she's going to be on SmackDown. Um, and she's going to be finding her person there. Uh, and uh, then uh, Cordae's like, uh, um, hey, do you have Rhonda's number? Um, uh, no, I don't have Rhonda's number. Okay, well, uh, she leaves. And then 
McKenzie was like, actually, I do have Rhonda's number. Back to you. I don't understand what that was for, why that was a thing. Um, I think Cora it was Jade just has, cute. <laughs> Cora Jade has another um, um, thing uh, later where uh, she says, oh, by the way, I just got a text back from Rhea Ripley, and she says, I can come to Raw to find somebody to face Roxanne. And so it's going to be uh, Cora Jade is going to go, is going to appear on Raw. And she's going to recruit somebody to face Dominic Roxanne. Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio versus Roxy. The dream match we've all wanted. It ain't going to be, it ain't going to be Rhea. I'll tell you that. Um, it's going to be, here's the thing. On Raw, an active member of the women's roster who's a heel, has to be a heel who is in a position where they can go to NXT and lose a match to Roxanne Perez. Either Nikki or Dewdrop. Maybe. I'm just thinking Tamina. Because they always love talking about how hard it is to beat Tamina. And I think I think you, you might be right. It might be, it might be uh, Dewdrop. Uh, but I think, he, because he, I think Nikki's getting repackaged right now. Yeah, it might be. be yeah. No one's meaner than Tamina. And then um, uh, Roxanne is going it's to show true. up. That's like the yeah. one thing we know about her is that she's actually yeah. really nice. Uh, Roxanne's going to show up this Friday on SmackDown, and she's going to find somebody to beat Cora Jade. So here you go. Same same question. Babyface on the SmackDown roster who is in a position where they can show up on NXT and lose a match to Cora Jade. Natty. I don't want to say it, but Aaliyah. Natty, I think. But Nat, is Natty... I don't even know what Natty is. Didn't Natty already have the match with Cora Jade in NXT? They're really going to run that back? They might, honestly. They, they, may, they may not fucking care. Who else is over there? Shots I mean, I don't, can't lose. Like, they just you don't started. want you don't want you just want they started her winning. I mean, honestly, like yeah, they just that's what I mean. They just put her in this thing with Raquel. Yeah, I don't, I don't my it's got I'm guessing it's Nat. Uh, Aaliyah, I, I don't know if Aaliyah is actually injured, but they've said that she's injured in storyline because they realize she can't wrestle, so they got her off of television based on her Instagram <laughs> post today. I think that she is not actually injured. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if Lacey is a face or not. Um, Aaliyah, I feel like if she goes to NXT, she'll she'll go back to NXT, which is the kind of like good and bad of that. But it'll, it'll probably just be Natalia. They love putting her in situations like that. It could be Natalia... But Beth is a face. I was going to say they could send Natalia and Beth both, which would be really, really fun. But Beth being a face doesn't work with her facing Roxanne, though that could just be a fun face on face dream match kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, the Cameron Grimes interview during the match, the Diod had, um, he ran out and did a big uh, cave in. Yeah, Gacy. a nice, a nice little stomp. That was a, that was a real nice uh, cave in. Uh, then the Joe Gacy and the Dyad went, went looking for him. Do you don't want to run afoul of the schism? 
or something of that note is what uh, said by Vic Joseph. And then Cameron Grimes is interviewed and he's still wearing the, the weird button down thing. But now he's doing he's doing the old Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. That's right. I have Cameron Grimes. Doesn't, doesn't trust anybody on the NXT roster. But I do trust some people on Raw and SmackDown. So I got a three-on-one match next week. Unless I can find myself two partners. But I'm going to go to the moon. And I'm going to find me two partners on Raw and SmackDown. That's right. Woohoo, doggies. So two guys from the main roster are going to be teaming with um, Cameron Grimes against uh against the against the schism next week and what are your predictions for that babyface team who somehow is friends with um uh I mean I was going to say new day but like they seem to be in the thing with the usos I was thinking street profits Oh yeah that that works I was thinking Street Profits. I mean, I don't know. No, yeah. Luis asked, did he regain his country accent this week? He totally did. He did, yeah. He he, he totally did. Yeah. Um anyway. The moon uh, is so southern. I do I do think I think I think it's them. It would make sense for it to be hit row since they were actually in NXT when I, Grimes was in NXT. But I thought maybe. about that too, but they're, yeah, I feel like they're Montez, a little Montez is injured. Montez is injured, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so maybe Hit so, Row. Hit Row. I think Hit Row might do it. Hit Row. That could work. The thing of it is, is that uh, for being hurt, apparently, uh, Sean found this out on Five for Select. This is why you spend $5 for Five for Select information. He found this out that the boot he was wearing on that episode was listed under props. Not, mm. not a not a medical thing. It was like this is something. This is like a a, a piece of of pro, a piece of a costume that he he needed to be wearing. It's very odd. Um, so uh, Luis says, "Who has investment on stonks? L.A. Knight, maybe L.A. Knight, but who else? Like, it wouldn't be able to bring L.A. LA Knight and one other guy. I don't. I'm not really sure who he brings, but L.A. Has- Knight would be a really good." It would be fun, but I think he's in such like a weird transitional thing. I don't think you want to make it yeah. muddier. Yeah, you don't. Um, uh, oh, uh, so, okay. So here we go. Back to an actual rundown of the thing. Second best thing on the entire show, Roddy in a wheelchair wearing a neck brace. Oh, boy. Doing the scene from uh, Rocky Two, where um, Adrian is in the hospital bed. And Rocky comes to see her because he doesn't want to fight because she's sick. And uh, and he says, hey, Rock, could you just do one thing for me? Anything, Adrian. Anything, anything. Win. Win. And then he goes and he beats Apollo Creed and becomes the champion. Um, uh, it's the exact same thing because that's what he says. Hey, uh, can you do something for me, Julius? Anything. Any, anything, Roddy. Win. That would be great. Um, I uh, I think um, this was actually a lot of fun because they played the really, really overwrought music over the top of it. And they gave an actual explanation for everything. They had Roddy there. like They're talking about how he's been improving. You look a lot better than you did last week. 
Um, like he's been improving. Like he's got the neck braces in the wheelchair, whatever. I wish I could be there with you guys. I'm sorry. It was me who brought in Damon. I didn't realize what a cancer was going to be for the group. Uh, the diamond mine, we need to keep together diamond mine forever. All this stuff. It like, we've been, we've been shown Roddy strong as a heel forever on television. And then he got ran over by Demon Kemp. And so a lot of, for a lot of times that would just be enough. And now he's a baby face, but they actually did the work of showing us a scene where Roddy is, has contrition. He he's asking for atonement. He's asking for forgiveness from the people he has wronged and they forgive him. And now he's a baby face again. Do you see how that works? Everybody that they actually gave us a three minute, two minute, one minute scene. I don't know how long it was. It wasn't long. And it showed us who like all filled in all those little missing pieces of the storyline. And now we like Roddy again, as opposed to them just saying, well, you like him because somebody ran over him. No, 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 no. You actually have to do the work. I think this was really great. Really. Yeah, great. this is a couple weeks in a row where what they've done with that storyline has all been justified, which is really refreshing. We don't get a lot of that. Like all the Damon Kemp stuff was not last week, but I think the week before, or maybe even the week before that. Like that whole undoing was really well justified. This is another situation. And you want to, I at least want to like Roddy. So I think this was good. It evoked some sort of empathy. I think the stipulation is really dumb, but I think, um, you know, I think there's been a really big gap since Malcolm Bivens left. And I mm. think they need to figure it out or they need to just start calling people up because mm -hmm. honestly, they could go either way with it. So, but as far as what we saw on TV tonight, I'll, I'll take this. It was nice to feel like things made sense and were justified in a story on NXT tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, if it ends up being a swerve and Roddy was in on it the whole time and was run over by a car to prove what a heel he was, at least they did the work with the scene. They did something. <laughs> they did um, something. So, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention last week the, the Halloween Havoc match between Damon Kemp and Julius is going to be an ambulance match, which are Barf. always ridiculous. Um, I hate ambulance matches. I don't like lumberjack matches. Uh -huh. I don't like ambulance matches. Um, they actually had Braun beat Roman in an ambulance match uh, back with, during their amazing feud in 2017, but it didn't count. I mean, he won and he got the door closed, but they booked it, everything after it to make Roman Superman that like um, he closed the door on him and then he opened it back up for some reason. And Roman speared him out of the ambulance <laughs> and then beat the hell out of him for like five minutes. Yeah, what's what happens. Um, hey, so uh, porn accountant is actually a porn mergers and acquisitions lady. Um, and she wants to buy Chase U so she can tear the building down because the land is worth way more than Chase U. Um, and uh, she brings in the, the porn assistant while she's on the phone with somebody who wants to also help her buy Chase U. So they have a storyline uh, for porn accountant. And she has a match tonight with Thea Hale. 
Simon Renshaw says they're actually doing a storyline with Porn Accountant. And Chase U has a big-ass building. Who would have thought? It seems like there's only have one classroom to me. Uh, also, could you – oh, this is this is late. This is for the uh, – for the. Uh, can you collect this and throw this um, in the, in the uh, jukeboxes, um, Luis? So, yeah, the match with Thea Hale never actually really starts because Robert Stone shows up and says, everyone's laughing at me because of you, because you picked me up last week. Well, I'm not going to stand for it. And so Thea Hale picks him up and slams him again. And then turns around and immediately loses the match because Theo Hale is a really smart person. That's why she's in college. I thought she was an architect that turns out merger and acquisition. Mm -hmm. She is the most generically business porn star that there ever was. And normally you don't really care. You're not really invested mm -hmm. in the character side of whoever's on your, your, your naughty list over here. But... I now need clarification around what her role is, sans being in the sheets. Now, if you're interested in what happens between the sheets, and I don't mean the X-rated stuff, I mean the actual mm -hmm. sheets, Alex. Right. Yeah, you need something that's going to withstand, mm -hmm. you know, various activities yeah, that are sure happening there. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a miracle to pull that mm. off. That's all I'm saying. Nobody wants to wake up hot, sweaty, sticky. Nobody wants weird smells coming from your sheets. Well, don't worry about that with Miracle.com slash Fightful. Miracle brand sheets are the best. Self-cooling technology, self-cleaning that prevent 99.9% .9 of bacterial growth. They stay fresher, cleaner, three times longer than other sheets. And right now, you can go try Miracle at Miracle.com slash Fightful. We got a great deal for you. Save 40%. Get three free towels when you use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout. They're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you got those, those nasty, nasty things on your bed, Miracle Brand is here to help you. Listen, eco-friendly, self-cleaning, it, it can help you. Uh, avoid allergies and acne and all that stuff that comes with the bacteria that your old bed sheets can harbor. Ugh, you, ugh. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to MiracleBrand.com. Use the promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout to get your free three-piece towel set. One of these days, I'll, I'll be able to say peace correctly and save 40% off Miracle.com slash FIGHTFUL. So there you go. You're doing Chase Chase you's running out run out of a little an old little Caesars. That is a very it definitely good, is. Yeah. Definitely. Someone tweeted this at me, and this was also my favorite part of the promo. She just generically goes, look at the numbers at the end. <laughs> this is like the level of detail that goes into the Hallmark movies that I love so much at the holidays of just like, I'm in town on business mm -hmm. for my business job that I have. I'm a businessman. I don't have time for a family. Or, oh, or well, I'm a business. Little... I'm a business lady, and I don't. My career mm -hmm. dictates that I don't have time for a family. No, I forgot to have children. <laughs> I was too busy at work. I was too busy doing business to have babies. Um. <sighs> yes, it's true. Uh. Uh. Louise says also, porn accountant's flatliner is called. Perfect Joseph, the 401k. 
Officially the worst finisher name in all of wrestling. They should have called the 401 KO. But like now that's her retirement account. They, and this is her honestly, tag partner, Roth IRA. Like, what the hell are I, we doing? Roth, you should really do a Roth IRA over the over the 401k because you don't pay taxes when you take it no, out. No, it's that's very good. Important. It's yeah. A yeah. <laughs> little bit of financial advice here from old man Pulowski. Um Diverse portfolio, Roth IRA uh, is the way to go. Uh, everyone's laughing at Robert Stone backstage because he got body slammed by Thea Hale again, and Robert Wagner says, "Hey." Cut the shit. We we got to train to to win this ladder match in twelve days. Also, I'm in my wrestling gear for no reason. Also, I lost on main event to our truth. They taped a Von Wagner match on Monday, and he lost to our truth. In, in case you think that they still have a lot of high hopes for Von Wagner, um, as I said, Ilya Dragunov won a match versus Grayson Waller. For some reason, this match wasn't over inside of 90 seconds. And it just it just makes me wonder what the hell they're doing. Like, uh, Grayson Waller is nowhere near the level of challenging for the NXT title. He isn't. So when you have him have a long, drawn-out match with a guy who is challenging for the NXT title, it makes me go barf, and I don't want to watch your show. Like, do the work. Do the work. You're, you, don't, you haven't done anything. Like, it's just, it, uh, I don't. I, didn't, I actually I, didn't hate the match, but Dragunov is like the best. I hated it on principle because they didn't do the fair. right thing with the booking. But the match Extremely may have been great. Fair. But like yeah, yeah. No, the booking was stupid. Um, it's kind of like how Seth lost to Riddle and then was going into a title match. Like, stop losing people, having people lose that are going into title matches. Just makes no sense. But I did think this was actually like a stronger showing from Grayson Waller, which was nice. Um, I think he's coming along in the ring. It just still he, feels. He... <laughs> But then he has to leave to do his finisher, and he spins the wheel. No, he didn't spin the wheel. The wheel spun by itself. And so he was so worried by ghosts that were spinning the wheel by themselves that he hopped into the ring to do his finisher and got caught in a German suplex and lost. Okay, I do make exceptions for anything around Halloween Havoc because it's always been a gimmicky, stupid pile of stupidity. Sure. But fun. So like the wheel being spun by ghosts, I'll, I'll make exceptions for when you have a match over the right to spin the wheel. That's a bridge too far for me, but like stupid spooky stuff happening with Halloween Havoc. I'll let you. I I'm, I'm fine with it. If he thinks it's actually spinning by itself. But then we have to see later Apollo Crews step from behind the wheel and there it was actually it Apollo Crews that spun it. Because I'm fine with him being whacked out enough that he thinks a ghost spun the wheel. But I'm not fine with that being the actual explanation for what happened. You actually have to show me that there is something else that happened because... I guess you've just never been haunted before. I guess I, I, guess I have now. The, 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 the tricks... Rabbit spun the wheel. See what I did? Tricks. It's a white rabbit. Oh, okay. There you go. 
Um, uh, the yeah, there you go. Henry T. Casey says, "What the hell up is is up with uh, Ilya Dragunov's red and black robe entrance gear with black feller boa? Does he have some weird hidden Austin Powers B side to him? I don't know. It's like uh, the, the feather black feathered boa and a and a robe. Is it like Ric Flair and NWO Hogan all rolled into one? I'm not really sure." After the match, he really so is. Good. He's so good. <laughs> After the match, uh, um, Breaker shows up and spears him as a retribution for getting accidentally torpedo Moscowed earlier in the night. And apparently, I missed this because I had it on mute because I was watching it on my phone as I was walking up the stairs and didn't want to wake up my daughter. Um, but yeah, uh, but apparently, during the spear. Uh, during the spear, uh, Booker said, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Oh, okay. It's possible I missed this as well because as locked in as I was to NXT. Mm -hmm. You're locked in. Completely locked in. Locked in. Mm -hmm. I'm, I might have for, for a split second mm -hmm. been paying attention to the Yankee game at that point. This is, this is also a very good point here by John Wick. Uh, Dragunov needed ghost help to beat Grayson Waller because Grayson Waller was going out to do his finisher and had the ghost not distracted him, Ilya wouldn't have had time to recover. That's, that's part of this is that, okay, well, we don't, we don't want Dra Grayson Waller to get beat, you know, clean. So we'll protect him via a ghost spinning a wheel. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of a more protected situation than a ghost spinning a wheel. Yeah. Apparently, uh, JD McDonough was was at the end. I, I did. I missed it. I had already turned off the broadcast because <laughs> I was still so disgusted. Um, Tom Lavalle says, "Wait, so now she works in porn real estate?" Sorry, my mind. I went for a big wander for the last thirty minutes. Yeah, she, she works in porn real estate now. She does. And she sleeps on miraculous sheets. Uh, it, it's there's a there, it's, it's a it is a uh, is a very it's, it's a porn booming porn industry. Or uh, there's a lot of different verticals. It's a, in porn. It's, it's it's still a porn seller's market. Um, he was clapping in the look crowd. Look at the numbers. <laughs> look at the numbers. Oh, look at the look, numbers. numbers. I would love it if they would like done a reverse angle and a shot over his shoulder, and the numbers are just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That would be fantastic. With Look blanks at the numbers next to them. Uh, the camera zoomed in on his big ass head, said Luis, and that's what we're talking about. All right. <laughs> um, uh, JW Pringle says, uh, "Do you remember storylines?" Paul Popolowski does. Uh, and uh, Jake Salazar says, "I have faith Cody Rhodes will heal the internal racism." within WWE and serve all of our problems. Happy birthday, Dusty Rhodes. Um, Nerd Guru yes, says, I didn't watch NXT tonight in favor of Cobra Kai being the most off-the-wall banana show I've seen in a long-ass time. I think wrestling fans would love it because it's like a video game. It's amazing. I have not watched any of it. I feel like I'm going to wait until I think it's egregious that you would give your attention to something else or even split your attention during NXT. Yeah, uh, I would never. How, how unprofessional. Um, listen. Summarily and unprofessionally here, here, split here, your here, attention. Here's the deal, Kate. NXT. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Mm -hmm. um, you are watching playoff baseball. 
in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be watching regular season basketball. Like October regular season basketball instead of watching NXT. So, yes, Porn Assistant was with Porn Accountant. They were looking at the numbers together. The numbers. Um, they needed the, to be looked at. These look, numbers. Look at, look at the numbers. Um, uh, throwback says, what's good, guys? What's he's good? A 20, he's a 22-month Twitch sub. Thank you, throwback. Twitch have we had Twitch for 22 months? I guess we have. Um, what's good, guys? Tonight was a mixed reaction about the show. NXT. Yeah, there we go. NXT could be better at times. It really could. It really could. Uh, but there could be something happening down the line. Well, that's always true. Do you see, even if it's a long shot, bait coming into the triple threat with Breaker, McDonough, and Dragunov? <sighs> no, I don't. I wish I, I could. Wish. I wish I did. Yeah, but no. I still have uh, hope for um, uh, uh, for Bate to um, to go up to the main roster and uh, and and steal Butch away from Sheamus, so the two so they can do um, uh, British Strong Style as a tag team, get all the golds and 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 have lots of awesome matches. I don't know what you do with him. I don't know what Hunter does with him, but mm-hmm. I think they know how special he is like i don't know just vibe wise because he walked right into the title picture maybe or something like he's kind of undeniably an extremely special Mm -hmm. talent so uh throwback says uh thank you fightful for making every day great well no thank you throwback for being such a loyal member of the family um okay oh gosh we here we go um chai town spurs Oh, uh, we already got that one. Uh, Jam Beard says, uh, "R.I.P. Angela Lansbury, Linda and Sheila's favorite." Um, listen, if you needed a murder solved in an hour, and it and that murder happened to ha- happen at a very specific locale in New England, and the police for some reason were not available, then you called Jessica Fletcher, and she got it done every time. Her, an astounding success rate. Astounding. Uh, she don't yeah. miss like that mellow, like that mellow don't miss. She did not miss. Jessica Fletcher don't miss. Jessica Fletcher, don't miss. She she's you heard it here missing. First. We we said it. Uh, Ryan Sullivan says I am super chatting my request that Alex dress as Palix Alowski for Halloween. And be super sweet because uh, it'd be the opposite. And the answer is no. I don't care how much you super chat. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> not after tonight. Not after tonight. Um, at TNA says uh, those bands were trying to be Pearl Jam, not Soundgarden. Um, but I mean, like Nathan Frazier's uh, theme song is, has a lot of nickel backing to it. It felt like, honestly, it feels like Breaking Benjamin, which of course was trying to be Nickelback, which was trying to be Creed, which was trying to be Pearl Jam. So Yeah, it's all watered down grunge. Like, mm-hmm. grunge was cool and caught fire, so a bunch of mm-hmm. record labels said, yeah. Yeah. let's try and mimic it and put it on mainstream radio. Jake Salazar says, I 100% believe that you could literally be a multimillionaire if you started a whole started a whole jukebox album and collaborated with Weird, Weird Al. Well, <laughs> do you have Weird Al's number? Because um, 
Yeah, apparently there was a thing when we went to slow mode that uh, the Fightful account said this is coming out of Kate's pay because of the slow mode thing. Because uh, because Jeremy had to show up and turn on slow mode because of you know who. Why is it so, gonna come out? I, I should have known it was Jeremy. Must have been. Must have been. Um, uh, Bear. So. so uh, You've got a few. You've got a few in here. You got a few Come in on. here. I know. I know. I know. Um, you because here you go. Co says Tiffany Stratton singing "What's My Age Again" by Blink One Eighty Two. I did it to that's myself. Gonna, that's that's gonna pop me. That's for that sure. Can't pop me. Yeah, I, I have like great that. memories of Blink One Eighty Two. I fell in love with the girl at the rock show. Me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> Look, I I have strong opinions about it, but I listened to it. I didn't just write it off. I did my best. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I took her out. It was a Friday night. I wore cologne to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23 and are still amused by TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? That's all you're getting. That's very good. It's very, very good. No. I, I, I like that. I love that a lot. Giving you more of this good. trite nonsense. Um, no. Um, <clears throat> uh, here we go. Um, uh, <laughs> Asian Joe says... Grandpappy Alex, tell us about the war of Wednesday nights. <laughs> well, you, you see, kids, there was there was there was there were two there were two factions, two warring factions, two houses in repute. There was AEW and there was NXT, and they fought each other on the Wednesday nights. Fought each other in the waitings war. They did. I said waitings, but I meant ratings. I don't say things very well anymore. And then, and so the AEW usually, they usually, they usually won in the ratings war. But the NXT, they tried everything. They tried to put it. They tried to bring Carrion Cross out, and they tried to have Carrion. It was a horrible failure. It was a horrible failure. Carrion Cross never got over. They put him on the main roster, and he lost to Jeff Hardy in his first match. He wore the NXT title to the ring and lost to the dried-out husk of Jeff Hardy in 90 seconds. You know, I don't know. Ah, oh, Price is Right is on. <laughs> um. <laughs> so what the... We'll have, to, Papa we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to pepper those in. Um, uh, Nathan Frazier sings Hurt by Johnny Cash. Um, that was uh, requested by Lord Jackson. Um, I hurt myself today, to see if I still feel. To focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. The needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting. Try to kill it all the way, but I remember everything. What have I become, my sweetest friend? Everyone I know goes away in the end, and you can have it all, my empire of dirt. I will let you down, I will make you hurt, and Bob's your uncle. Sad for Uncle Bob. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, hold on, you have to pick uh, something for me to sing as Daddy Magic. 
So Ooh. think about it. Think about it. Think about it while I sing um, uh, Roxanne Roxanne by UTFO as Finn Balor as requested by NCB. <clears throat> Yo, EMD, there goes that girl they call Roxanne. She's all stuck up. Why do you say that? Because she wouldn't give a guy like me no rap. And she was walking down the street. So I said, hello, I'm Kangle from UTFO. He said, so? And I said, so? Baby, don't you know I can sing, rap, dance, one show? Because I'm Kangle, Mr. Safikich Katakadataka. As far as I know, I ain't nobody greater from beginning to end and end to beginning. I'd never lose because I'm all about winning. But if I was to lose, I wouldn't be upset because I'm, I'm not a gambler. I don't bet. I don't be in no casino, and baby, while well, you nizzo that is I is the grizzate kizangizol. You're a bad father. <laughs> All right, I have my pick. Okay. Glamorous by Fergie. Okay, there you go. Uh, you hear that, Luis? Give me those lyrics. I gotta get. I gotta do. It. Hold on. Uh, Co says, "Grandpa Alex, uh, tell us about DIY again." Well, there's, there's Johnny Gargano. They called him Johnny Wrestling, and then there was uh, Tommaso Ciampa. They called him Psycho Killer, and they were a tag team. They weren't supposed to be. They were brought in just to have a few singles matches. But they, William Regal, and his wonderful wish to be put them together as a tag team, they were gonna be in the Dusty Classic, and they had a few matches. But then they were like. Oh, no, actually, we like you a lot. You're going to stick around. We're going to make you a tag team. What are you going to call yourselves? Uh, DIY. Which said for do it yourself, which is which is a big style at the time. People would go to, to Home Depot or Michaels or whatever, and they'd get things, and they'd glue some things together or, or build a deck. But anyway, DIY is not the point. The point is that they had this... They had a fantastic tag run. They beat the revival in Toronto to be the tag team champions. But then, but then they they feuded with each other. The, the boss old Champa uh, is my moment, and then he threw Johnny Wrestling into the, into the thing, and then uh, and uh, they, they they fought they fought again, and then they fought another time. But then they fought one more time. They probably fought too many times. But then they looked at their hands and they said, "Why am I so violent?" And nobody had any answers. And then Candice LeRae kicked Tommaso Champa in the balls, and then that was that was it. What? Oh, hello. <laughs> Chris Parrish has a Twitch raid. Came in and saw this. I don't know what this is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the people just joining us. We are at the wacky impressions point of yep. the show. Sorry. Sorry, and you're welcome. Explain the literal meaning of DIY. <laughs> this is what I do. Jigsaw says, I don't think I've ever heard a, a Blink-182 song. God and, love ya. And yes, you you you, you missed a time uh, uh, of of music because they were ubiquitous and everywhere. Um, uh, Simon Renshaw has asked for Kate's choice to sing Daddy Magic, and she has come out with Fergie Glamorous. <clears throat> um, here we go. Uh, if you... Ain't got no money, take your broke ass home. If you ain't got no money, take your broke ass home. G-L-A-M-O-U-O-R-S. I forgot how to spell, but that's all right, because you get a taste of the glamorous. We fly in first class, up in the sky, popping champagne, living my life in the fast lane. I won't change by the glamorous. Oh, the flossy, flossy. Are you ready? The glamorous, 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 glamorous. Oh, the glamorous by the flossy, flossy. Huh? 
That's right. So that's enough. Um, sports <laughs> entertainers. Entertainers. Sports entertainers. Um. Uh. Okay. Um. Here we go. Um. Michael Dammit asked, do, do, do Linda and uh, Papa Pulowski uh, know one another? I was going to ask that later. I've never had the pleasure. Uh, but he, he seems like a, 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 a very nice, a bit too old for me, obviously. Uh, but, um, but you know, because I've, I've still got all my faculties. And he appears, uh, just from first glance, to not know what day it is, but I, I obviously am solid, sharp as a tack, solid as a rock up here. But um, you know, I, I don't know. He is kind of cute though, so who knows? Does I they mean, have any he money? He certainly seems to remember quite a few things about the if DIY. He if, he, if he has any money, he's probably close to death. Maybe I'd marry him just to get the inheritance. Like you are so bad. You're just collecting inheritances all the time. It's kept me in the life to which I've become accustomed. So <laughs> I love that we got people from Twitch who have no idea what's going on. Welcome. Okay, good. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, NCB says, Papa Pulowski sings Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J. Okay, here we go. We'll see how this goes. Um, Paul, what did mom used to say? Don't, don't call to come back. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my fears, putting suckers in fear, making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom, explosions overpowering. Over the competition, I'm towering. Reckon shop when I drop these lyrics. It'll make you call the cops. Don't you dare stare. You better move. Don't ever compare me to the rest. That'll all get sliced and diced. Competition's paying the price. I'm going to knock you out. I, Mama said knock you out. I, I, I'm, I'm going to knock you out because Mama, Mama, Mama said knock you out. And I, I, I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. Okay, Mama, 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 Mama said knock you out. It's bedtime, Graham. Don't tell her to come back. <laughs> you know who didn't need a comeback tonight? Mm. The Yankees. The Yankees. Very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pop Popolowski going to be husband number 69. So hey, oh. Um, POV, you stumble into the stream. He's making a wrestling review stream, but it's jukebox time. <laughs> Um. Uh. Uh. Okay. So here we go. Uh. Well, here we go. We have one. Here we go. Um. Uh. Uh. Jambeard says, since Luis doesn't think it's a Halloween movie, can we have Tiffany sing the first song of the movie? This is Halloween. Uh. This is night nightmare before Christmas. Hmm. Hmm. Do we do that? Yes, we can do that. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Good. Okay. <clears throat> Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This is our town. Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat till the neighbor's gonna die of fright. It's our town. Everybody scream. This is our town of Halloween. 
good enough. Very, very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Toodles. Bo Bones in the home, Elizabeth says, Pop Popolowski <laughs> singing Cats in the Cradle. My, my child just arrived the other day. He came came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch views to pay. He, he learned he learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking before I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm going to be like you, Dad. Uh, no, I'm going to be like you. And the cat's in the cradle, the silver spoon, the little boy blue, and the man on the moon. When are you coming home, Dad? I, 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 I don't know when, but we'll, we'll get together then. Uh, you know, we'll have a good time then. Worried, getting worried about him. Getting harder. What? <laughs> All right. His his catchphrase is just what? What? Um, what? Uh, by the way, uh, one of one of the uh, one of my projects in uh in in grad in grad school when i was doing uh my obviously my area of expertise that i was going into was voice acting um uh and so one of the things i had to do was i had to pick a certain type of character and then find five different voices for that same character type and it was old man so this was one of them oh so, that rules so this is this is this is one of them uh there's there's other ones but I don't even know if I could conjure up any other ones, but this was the one I had the most fun with. Um, uh, 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 jukebox. Uh, Orion Band says uh, Axiom sings Churros by Crypto Bunny. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, here we go. <clears throat> I think my favorite part is that your nose gets smushed in the process. Mm, yeah. <laughs> good. Um, uh, okay. So um, we're going to save our, 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 our <laughs> oh, that's me. That's me doing, that's not a duet. That's me and me doing a duet. Okay. It's my favorite. Um, uh, here we go. Jam Beard says, um, uh, no, wait, Jam, this is, I don't believe this is a, a song request. I believe this is a Simpsons monologue request. Um, <laughs> uh, Jam Beard says, Pop Popolowski sitting by the lemon tree. And a great cry went up from the city and some citizens of Shelbyville because, because the lemon tree had been taken away and nobody wanted it anyway because the lemon tree was haunted. That's right, the lemon tree was haunted and we never wanted it here to begin with. And they, they took it over to Springfield and, and now the ghosts haunt the Springfield and we didn't want it anyway. We know that lemon tree and we, we like, we don't like, we don't, we, we, get, we get to we eat, eat turnips. Unless we gotta to toast the fact that we don't have lemon tree anymore, because we with a nice tall glass of turnip juice. Mm. Mm. You can taste the vitamin J. Um, so what? Uh <laughs> Grandpa does purple pills. 
by D12, <laughs> helped by Linda, as requested by Orion Ben 666. Helped by Linda. Okay, um, here we go. Um, I take a couple uppers, I take a couple downers, but nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple pills. I, I've been to Mushroom Mountain once or twice, but who's counting? But nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple pills. I blue and yellow uh, purple pills. Cool, calm, just like my mom with a couple of Valium and cider. It's Mr. Mischief with a trick up his sleeve to roll up on you like Christopher Reeves. I can't describe the vibe I get when I drive by six people and five I hit. Whoops. Oh, shoot. I started a mosh pit, squashed the bitch, and stopped the foster kids. Wow, that's terrible. That The shrooms make me hallucinate, then I sweat till I start losing weight, till I see dumb shit start happening, dumber than vanilla ice trying to rap again. Oh, my goodness, that is dumb. That's that very is. dumb. That's very dumb. Grandpa, you want to take the rest of this? So bounce, bounce, come on, <laughs> bounce. Get a gun. I said, come on, bounce. Everybody in the house with half an ounce. Me. Not weed, I meant Coke. <laughs> Coca-Cola, classic. Remember the new Coke? They had new Coke. That was in the 80s. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, who was a fine oh, man and, until, until he wasn't anymore, and then that's terrible. Hmm. That, what? that is. What? A lot of people in the chat uh, want to ask Paul Palowski about Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. It was, we went to grade school together. Uh, yeah, I was I was in first grade. He was in fifth grade. But he, he always looked out for me, that Bobby Fish. He had a mustache even then. And then... And, and, he, uh, uh, I was there for his first match. I was, I was his corner boy. Back then, we had corner boys where they'd have the the, 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 the pail full of water and they'd take a drink. And uh, then, then at the end, he'd give me a bee. Rather, we called him that's a nickel, but they had a picture of bees on him. And then that's what I would take that down to the, down to the local store, and I'd, I, 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 I would, I'd buy me a whole, a whole, a whole sack of flour. I'd take it home to my mother, and she'd use that to, uh, you know, make things. What? <laughs> to just make things. <laughs> She'd make things. <laughs> he had he had a mustache even then. He, he definitely did. did. I, I did. can he see did. a little fifth grade Bobby Fish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, uh, JW Pringle says Axiom sings all the small things by Blink One Eighty Two. This is the best it's ever sounded. Probably a stupid song. <clears throat> We'll see. We shall see. All right, here we go. I'm so sorry for insulting them with lyrical genius like na 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 say it ain't so uh Luis Valerial wants uh Jules You Were Meant for Me by William Regal. I hear the clock. It's 6 a.m. I feel so far from where I've been. I got my eggs. I got my pancakes, too. I got my maple syrup. 
everything but you. I break the yokes and make a smiley face. I kind of like it in my brand new place. Wipe the spots up off the mirror. Don't leave my keys in the door. I never wet, put wet towels on the floor anymore. Because dreams last so long. Even after your god man in the mask. I know that you love me and soon you will see. You were meant for me. And I was meant for you, you scrumptious little tart, you. I want to just melt you in my mouth, it's true. Um, uh, it's good. Um, war game. <laughs> um, battle frolic. Um, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jake Salazar wants Papa Pulowski. You've got another one, Kate. Come on! It's, it's not ready yet, but Jake Salazar says Paul Popolowski is singing Linda on My Mind by Conway Twitty. There we go. Actually, I kind of like it if uh, Paul Popolowski is one of Linda's ex-husbands who was far too old for her. That There was a May-December romance and somehow he's still alive. Um, <clears throat> now I'm lying here with Linda on my mind and next to me my soon-to-be the one I left behind. And Lord, it's killing me to see her cry. She knows I'm lying here beside her with Linda on my mind. Yes, I know that once I loved her and I placed no one above her. And I never thought I'd ever set her free. But it wasn't in my plans the way that Linda squeezed my hand. The first time that I held her close and she danced with me. I said, I, I, I loved you for a long time. But you're, you're married to a friend of mine. And I tried hard to never let it show. But my love for you was stronger. I can't hide it any longer. And so I... Thought I'd better let you know. Now I'm lying here with Linda on my mind, and next to me, the soon to be my who the one about Linda. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. It's a Linda at the end. <laughs> Huge fab. Jam Beard wants Ned from South Park singing Damn It by Bling 182. It like hurts to do, and I hate this song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm, it's all right to tell me what you think about me. I won't try to argue or hold it against you. I know that you're leaving. You must have your reasons. The season's calling me. Your pictures are falling down. The steps that I retrace. The sad look on your face. The timing and structure. Did you hear he fucked her over? A day late, a buck short. I'm writing the report. I'm losing and failing. When I move, I'm flailing now. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm doing. Uh, well, I guess this is growing up. <laughs> Tom LaValle says, for Angela Lansbury's memory, please have Linda... Ed Darby sing A Little Priest from Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Here we go. That's all very well, but what are we going to do about the Italian? Later on, when it's dark, we'll take him out of the trunk and bury him. Well, yes, of course, we could do that. I don't suppose he's got any relatives going to come poking around looking for him. But you know me, bright ideas keep popping in my head and I keep thinking, seems a downright shame. Shame. Seems an awful waste. Such a nice plump frame. What's his name, Ed? 
as as what no, no it can't be traced business needs a lift debts to be erased think of it as a thrift as a gift if you get my drift no seems an awful waste i mean with the price of meat what it is when you get it if you get it uh good <laughs> you got it take for instance mrs moody in a pie shop business never better using only pussy cats and toast and a pussy's good for maybe six to seven at the most and i'm sure they can't compare as far as taste mrs lovett what a charming notion eminently practical and yet appropriate as always <laughs> well it does seem a waste is all i'm saying And that's all of that. That was really good. That is so Especially much fun. with Linda talking about the plum frame. <laughs> well, listen, it, all, I'm say, all I'm saying is it just seems a waste. You know, we got all this meat here on this guy you just murdered. So, I mean, you know. Thank you, everybody. Um, hey, so. Um, yeah. Uh, what's going on? Oh yeah, next next <laughs> next week we're gonna do this as a double show. We're gonna somehow yeah, for the first time ever. I will have my attention split. Mm -hmm. This never happened before. Never, with never happened before. Definitely never not tonight. Before. Um, uh -huh. nope. we are gonna do both AEW and NXT as they're running head to head because AEW mm -hmm. is getting bumped from uh playoffs. So they will mm -hmm. be on on Tuesday, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we will be reviewing both. Somehow that seems like it's going to go off without a hitch. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's going to be perfect. Perfect, and I think that we're going to be able to review both shows in a tidy hour and a half. Yeah, uh, I would say one fifteen to no one problem one thirty. Yeah. Emily and Allie are going to Dynamite next week, so oh, have so have to, much fun. So you're gonna have to uh, check out uh, the show uh, on the on the way back. Um, uh, this week, whenever the hell we get around to recording it, is uh, uh, for for get the flick out of here. Uh, I did a scary one, and uh, and Kate did a cute one. So I'm gonna do Chud, which stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers, and um, and and Kate did Spooky Buddies, uh, which stands for Spooky Buddies, and. Um, a terrifying uh, psycho thriller. Jambeer from... says next week I'm coming with a pre-made song list. Oh good. Oh good. Um gotta pay the piper, my friend. Just oh, fancy yeah. space dust threw us a donation on Twitch and says, What's up, you legends? Still don't watch NXT, but wanted to throw some love at the glorious Kalex. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Uh, appreciate yeah. that. Makes fun. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, we we this this uh, this week, uh, the the get the flick out of here should be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, so make sure you watch that. That's gonna that those drop on Fridays now. So watch out for that at the end of the week. Uh, Dynamite tomorrow night. Uh, watch me watch Chris Jericho beat Brian Danielson for the ROH title uh, in the main event of AEW on my YouTube channel, Alex Sour Graps. We're gonna do a live reaction to the main event which I'm sure won't have me angry. And uh, also, Kate reviews it on her own thing for the Mark Order podcast, and then I will Thank review you. it with John Alba tomorrow night, an That's actual, real journalist. 
our respected <laughs> man in his field will somehow try to get a word in edgewise as I lose my mind over Chris Jericho beating Brian Danielson. Um, if you need to cut him off at any point, just do the wave. It's his mm -hmm. favorite thing. He'll just get mm -hmm. distracted by it, but that should be a blast. You finally get to sit in with someone with a, a good reputation as opposed to Sean. So refreshing. Um, anyway, uh, yes, and we will. <laughs> um, and so, yes, anyway, so yeah, there's all, all kinds of fun things. Kate, where do they, where do they follow you on the, on the, on the, on the, on the platforms? Uh, you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. You can also find me doing the AW Rampage and SmackDown post show, which this week will have Robert D. Felice, which I'm very, very excited about as Mirror Alex, fake Alex. Alex 2.0 is actually moving from Jersey to Carolina. So he will be in transit, mm -hmm. and uh, I will have Team Kabam back in action on Friday. Uh, Emily C says, Albert doesn't sing songs. It's an old woman with emphysema. That we no. know of. Oh. Uh, Albert doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it. Get in your requests for tomorrow night and see what happens. <laughs> um. <laughs> you pay I don't know if Albert does any food. impressions. I don't know if Albert does any impressions. We'll have to find out. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Also on YouTube as Alex Sourgraps. Um, we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff over there in the next coming weeks. Um, thank you all for being with us. You guys make this so much fun to do as much as I hate the current product of NXT. I will never stop doing this show because I love all of you guys so much. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much. I love this too. Emily C. I usually nap through the wrestling <laughs> part to wake up just in time for jukebox. That's what you got to do people. Thinking, thinking. That's what you got to do. All right, everybody. Yeah. We love you. Everything sucks, but keep cool, Gabagools. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.